is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you, whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160 if you would like to weigh in. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And I want to talk about... Uh, at some point tonight, the story that I've had for a few days is about malware infecting people's phones. And it, it's not overly techie or anything like that. So, so don't roll your eyes out there. It's just, it's fascinating to me because it's, it's malware that's infecting millions of Android devices uh, being downloaded onto phones from something like 38 different apps that were in the Google Play Store. And it's not making mainstream news, right? This is a massive massive vulnerability that's that's affected millions of people and there's been nothing on msnbc or fox or drudge report or any of these other major 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 media sites i ended up finding it at tom's hardware just this obscure because i was looking up something hardware related and i saw it sitting over on the sideline i was like wait a minute does it have the list of apps it does have the list of apps we're not going to read all of the list of apps but it uh, we'll provide people with the URL where they can find that stuff. Coming up, though, we're also going to talk about, finally, Bonnie, you've had this story for weeks. Some children who were given floor sealant instead of milk. That's just so crazy. Like, how does that even happen? I don't know. Public school. Because when I got milk in school, it came in its own little carton, right? They didn't, like, pour yeah. me a glass of milk. Right. But mine came in bags. Did Have you ever heard of oh, that? Oh, no. It's literally like Bagged a Bagged milk? bag and it sits kind of sideways uh it's like a little it's kind of a square but more like a pillow just like a pillow actually just imagine a fluffy pillow and you take never seen that you take like a um pointy straw and you stab it like Like a a, uh, like a capri or it is like that but just anywhere in the top you stab it or like a twisted tea you know how they have those bags that people run around with at concerts I didn't know that. I've never actually. seen that. Really? No. I hate twisted. I'll have to show you guys on the break. I drank so much of it out of river once, and it was so hot, and I threw up in the river, and little kids were running away screaming for me. It was I hate twisted Tino. Also, Apple's buy now pay later scheme. These are things that I I hate the buy now pay later model. I this is all credit cards are right. They're, they're buy now pay later, and I hate them for that reason as well. If you can't afford something, you don't really need to be buying it. Now, I understand for major purchases like houses and stuff like that, you're realistically yeah. probably never going to save up, you know, two hundred and thirty thousand dollars or whatever it costs to buy a house. Sure, some people can, but most people, that's asking a bit much. However. The abundance of credit cards and these buy now, pay later apps, they just got absolutely out of control. I, I know for a fact my sister uses them. She's, I love my sister to death, but she's always the person I think of when I think of these, these types of, you know, uh, categorically bad decisions. And categorically isn't the word I'm looking for, but just a habit of utilizing these instant gratification bad decisions like Rent-A-Center. Uber and, Eats. Uber Eats is definitely one of them. And I mean, I use my my fair share of DoorDash, but not to the extent that my sister does. Like, I watched her when I was, I think I was there down there for my father's funeral. I don't remember now exactly why I was there or what trip this was, but she ended up getting DoorDash to her house, like four two liter drinks instead of just like going, going to, to the, the store. store. Yeah. And because of that, you know, the the markup on DoorDash is just absolutely ridiculous. It's something like $3.90 per 2 liter or something like that. So you're already paying almost twice the cost of the product 
And then you have the delivery fee on top of that, which is like four ninety nine. See, I cannot understand people that do stuff like that because I am such a bargain hunter that I will go out of my way to find the like the best deal on something possible. Yeah, I'm not particularly a bargain hunter or anything like that. And, you know, I, I don't go out of my way to be frugal or cheap or and I don't go out of my way to just spend massive amounts of money. However, I do remember going to CVS a number of weeks ago. And I watched someone there, and I think I probably told this story on the air, but for those who weren't listening, and I don't remember all the specifics anyway, so you get to relive this 50-50 sort of remembered story about me going to CVS and finding someone who was buying 25 Ziploc bags through DoorDash, right? Uh, This was the DoorDash driver who was picking them up, and I know that because, you know, he put them on the counter and she scanned his little, he presented his phone and she scanned it and, you know, however all of that works in the back end. And, you know, she sees him all the time. So I think she recognized him as a DoorDash driver or something like that. I don't remember exactly how I identified it, but I did. So I checked afterwards. And that little $2.99 box of Ziploc bags there from CVS cost them more than $12 at minimum to get delivered. So, yeah, at that point, the service fee costs more than the actual product. And, and then I- if you don't tip the person, you're you're a piece of crap. Yeah, honestly, and especially DoorDash, they they don't have a wage. Yeah, Hmm. I just don't. I could see like some sort of medication, maybe where it might be like an emergency, and if you don't have a license or whatever it may be, that makes sense. Or yeah, I can't drive. But in what circumstance would you need bag like plastic baggies? Like what kind of emergency would you need that for? Like just wait and go to the store and buy them. I just don't understand. Well, the the go- purpose. The going theory was that it was some college student who probably didn't have a car and they had probably cooked something and they needed to, you know, put it away in their fridge or something like that. And they just didn't plan it out properly. I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I can- they, maybe they already, you know, cut up their cocaine and if they left, they were afraid like <laughs> wind would blow. It's entirely possible. So I don't know what was going on there, but... That, Anyway, there's an the new thing going on with Apple and their buy now pay later software that we want that I want to talk about. But first, China signaling a plan to this is an update to a story that we've been talking about a few days ago. It looks to me like nothing is going to actually happen with this China Taiwan affair. And now for, for those who haven't been paying attention, uh, Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, recently went to Taiwan and she gave some sort of stupid politician speech there, and this made the Chinese government, which claims ownership of Taiwan, very, it made them very upset. And they they threatened to, I don't think they overtly threatened to blast her jet out of the sky, but they did make some threats. And they were, they invaded the territorial waters and skies of Taiwan today, apparently, Uh, which isn't really new for China, but they did it. And while... uh, as I understand it, Nancy Pelosi was still there and on the ground. I can only imagine this this bitter husk of an evil human being mm. who has been protected her entire life by being one of the elites suddenly finds herself in what may actually be a war zone, and she was the one who caused it. I can't imagine how terrified she was, but however terrified she was, it wasn't enough to make up for all of the evils that she's actually done. If we went to World War II because of Nancy Pelosi, I would be so, I mean, three, sorry. Sure. I would be so annoyed because I just, I don't care what happens to her. She's such a piece of crap. She's been on the public dole her entire life. She's only ever had government jobs. I would totally sacrifice Nancy <laughs> Pelosi to stop a war. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Without, without even thinking about it. Throw her in the volcano. 
I mean, there, there aren't a whole... <laughs> if it would work, there aren't a whole lot of people that I wouldn't sacrifice in order to avert a war, you know? Especially politicians. It's like, you guys kind of deserve this. I mean, if we knew that it would pre- prevent World War III, I would... I would sacrifice. I would throw every single politician on the planet into a volcano. I think it's utilitarian and evil unless it's a politician. Right. Well, they're the ones who cause wars in the first place. Right. So, almost by definition, if you got rid of all of the politicians, perhaps by helping them fall into a volcano, <laughs> you would also eliminate war in the process. Since they're the ones who are, you know, starting wars, like this thing over here with Taiwan and China and the United States government. This is all politicians, none of whom have children in the armed forces, almost none of whom have children in the armed forces. None of them themselves are going to serve in the armed forces. They're not going to go fight this war with China that they're Oh, causing. yeah, absolutely not. They're above that. Yeah, that's for the poor people's kids. Yeah. In order to qualify for college or to get that new Camaro, or not even a new Camaro, but to get that used Camaro or whatever so they can raise their kids. But China signaled today that it plans to dramatically escalate military provocations aimed at Taiwan to include flying missiles over it for the first time. A clear sign that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's departure from the from visiting the island nation marks not the end of a burgeoning standoff with the U.S., but rather the beginning of one. There is more about this coming up. I think it's just saber-rattling at this point. I think the, the danger of World War III has passed for the time being. Maybe I'm just being optimistic. Maybe you think differently. 603-283-6160. There is more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you would like to weigh in. Again, that number is 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And coming up, we're also going to be talking about this Solana hack that is the news of the day. Apparently... Uh, millions. Wait, I'm looking at the wrong thing now. There was a Solana hack uh, for whatever that's worth. And Truth Social, Donald Trump's social media network. A bit of an update on that. Uh, evidently, there's a bit of censorship going on there to no one's surprise. Well, I'm not surprised by I'm it. I'm not surprised. But right now we're talking about China and this this Taiwanese, Chinese, American saber rattling thing that they have going on that the politicians throughout the world have going on. The Chinese government, of course, claims that Taiwan is part of China. Taiwan, of course, claims that Taiwan is Taiwan and the United States government. Although they don't say it realistically, what they mean is that Taiwan is part of the United States empire. Mm -hmm. They're never going to come out and say, no, Taiwan is ours. But that's what they mean. Imagine if the imagine if the same thing with the Philippines or New Zealand or one of these other places. They're parts of the American empire. And that's realistically what this is all about. The English language Global Times, that's a news outlet in China that is aligned with the Chinese Communist Party. Because, I mean, they all are. Included in a post early Wednesday that conventional missiles are expected to fly over the island of Taiwan for the first time in response to... What do they do that for? Like, practice? Because, like, they're not hitting anyone, right? I think it's more of a threat, right? 
I would feel threatened if, yeah. if someone was firing rockets over my house or my island or whatever. Yeah. To, to me, that's like saying, hey, look, you're within range of mm. our rockets. Yeah, and- I can do this if I want to. Yes. Basically. So that's what they're planning to do. Other posts have indicated China's military operations serve as a rehearsal for the forced reunification of the mainland and Taiwan, which Beijing considers nothing more than a renegade province. It is both unprecedented and highly provocative, said Taylor Fravel, an expert on Chinese military decision making and a professor at MIT. He adds it is this is the the proposed missile launches over Taiwan. He adds that it is clearly designed to intimidate the people of Taiwan and underscore the threat of Chinese missiles to the island. While the Global Times is not a direct mouthpiece for the Chinese government, current and former U.S. officials believe the content the outlet produces aligns with the party's intentions and that it frequently publishes what party officials choose not to say publicly themselves. I mean, that's the way that the news outlet, that's the way it works in China. There, there is no independent Chinese media. It's all part of the Chinese government. So to, to act like this is somehow not propaganda from the Chinese government is just silly. Of course, how much of this is actually true just because China says they're going to do it doesn't mean they're actually going to fire missiles over Taiwan. So it hasn't happened yet? It hasn't. They're, they're just saying that they're going to. And how would the United States respond to that? Because that's really provocative, right? Yeah. They should ask Abraham Lincoln what he would do. What? WWJD. What would Jesus do? Well, Jesus would he, he'd probably run all these people out of their buildings with <laughs> whips, right? What, why would Abraham Lincoln do that? Why, and why would they ask Lincoln? Because I'm just saying all the Americans who are like, wow, China's being so bad trying to intimidate uh, Vietnam. I mean, not Vietnam, sorry, Taiwan. Probably don't think that Abraham Lincoln did anything wrong, and he did the same thing. Tried to force a, see. a state, the states, to be part of his country. Well, he was absolutely a tyrant. He was, he caused uh, the bloodiest and deadliest war in American history, and he's he's heralded as you know the greatest president in American history. I think Barack Obama may be close to him at this point. Believe it or not. Yeah, right. It, it's laughable so ridiculous. to think about. What did Barack Obama well, do? You know what, Arya? He must be the greatest president because that's what they taught me in public school. So they said that he was really nice to all the black people and that he freed the slaves. So Abraham Lincoln must be good. Well, it does seem that he freed the sta- slaves. Uh, I, I will give him the Emancipation Proclamation. Abraham Lincoln did do that. Like, after the war was won, though, I mean, it was like halfway through the war when it was clear that the North was going to win, that he did the Emancipation Proclamation. And even and then- I think, I don't think his intentions were as pure as what we are led to believe in American schools, especially yeah. up North. I know Northern and Southern schools kind of teach different curriculum, especially when it comes to the Civil War, but... um isn't it demonstrable well, that he wasn't motivated yeah, by the Yeah, I was going to say, you don't have to uh, wonder, because he said, if I could win the war without freeing a single slave, I would. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah his goal was oh. solely to keep the Union intact. That was all he cared about. He said at one point, if I could, if I could keep the Union together by freeing all the slaves, I would do it. If I could keep the Union together by making all the states slave states, then I would do it. Dang. If I could do it by making some slave states and others not slave states, I would do that. He didn't care about the issue of slavery. He just cared about the tyranny and having control over the entire United States. I'm not surprised. Before, maybe it was before he was president, but he was still a politician. Um, but it might have been like the beginning of his presidency. 
he had this crazy plan where he was going to send all the black people to like the Bahamas or Costa Rica. Can't remember which. For what reason? Just to kind of free them, but not have black people be free in America? Yeah. Just so because, you can be free, but like not here. You got to go somewhere else. Because the, the issue that a lot of people like Lincoln had with just freeing the slaves was that they would suddenly be, you know, cheap labor for other people to hire and white people would be priced out. Like I seem to recall some other world leader at some point in the last few centuries who also targeted this race of people and was like, hey, look. We need to take them all and we need to herd them together into these camps and then send them off to like Madagascar or something like that. Of course, that would have been Adolf Hitler. And that was the initial plan with the Jews. Of course, that wasn't how that plan ended up developing. But his plan, as he wrote in Mein Kampf, was absolutely to get all of the Jews out of Europe and send them to, I think, Madagascar was the country that he picked. But Abraham Lincoln is good and Adolf Hitler is bad. Well, they're all evil tyrants, and Lincoln did the same thing back during the Civil War that uh, the the Philippine, not the Philippine, the Ukrainian guy Zelensky is doing now in Ukraine, that the Chinese government is doing in China, that the Russian government is doing in Russia, that the United States government is doing now. Um, Lincoln arrested journalists. He editors of newspapers were arrested. He had a senator, an actual U.S. senator, deported. From the United States, because he didn't like what the senator had to say or something. They suspended habeas corpus, just a horrific tyrant. There was one editor who wrote while Abraham Lincoln was president, something to the effect of, if he wins another term, I hope that we find a courageous hand to drive a dagger into this tyrant's heart. Well, Uh, well, looks like uh, your wish has been granted. (laughs) Someone did something to that effect to Abraham Lincoln. They didn't. It It did the job. And then there, I mean, he's just absolutely a despicable human being, but he is heralded in the United States as, you know, this, the greatest president America has ever had. And I, I don't think any of the presidents American has, America has ever had have been particularly good. And sadly, it looks to me, based on what I can tell and what, based on what I know of human history, that Donald Trump may have been the least bad simply because he didn't start any new wars. George Washington killed citizens in the United States. And I don't think Donald Trump did that. Mm -hmm. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There is more coming up. We're going to talk about malware and Apple and their buy now, pay later. It's Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160, if you would like to weigh in, that's 603-283-6160. I'm surprised that we don't have a bunch of people out there calling in to defend the, the one true Republican, Abraham Lincoln. Our Lord and Savior. Yeah, I mean, Republican, modern Republicans love Abraham Lincoln, right? He's so much better than Xi Jinping, so much better. Well, he's definitely as evil in my book. But, you know, I'm not a big fan of Republicans either. 
But I mean, there there are a lot of you know conservatives and Republicans out there listening throughout the United States to Free Talk Live because we do tend to most radio stations that do talk radio are conservative leaning and they you know, broadcast to rural areas and a conservative audience. So it's surprising to me at this point that you know we don't immediately have people calling in to tell us how how wrong we are about this evil, bloody tyrant that is responsible for something like 600,000 American deaths. But in other different, equally horrible, but for different reasons news, Apple has a buy now, pay later thing. I don't think we ever really characterized what this was. There's a lot of these apps where you don't need a credit check. You don't need any of this sort of nonsense. They give you like a $100 limit or whatever. You spend $100 and then you you pay them $50 every two weeks for the next, you know, eight weeks or whatever. So they, they probably charge considerable amounts of interest or something like that. But you don't need a credit check. You don't, it's not a credit card or any of that stuff, but you are buying it on credit and you end up paying two to three times. Probably. I mean, I'm thinking about rent centers and credit cards and stuff like that. We just end up paying significantly higher amounts for stuff. I've never used one of these buy now, pay later. Apps. Do you mean like Clarina? Because you don't pay interest with the ones I've used, but maybe there are some. So, do. Apple's is a little different, as far as I know, because I actually I have a confession to make. I actually have used this feature for Apple. I was buying an iPhone, and essentially they forced me. Well, they didn't force me. That's very dramatic. In order, <laughs> in order to um, use the buy now pay later feature to get this iPhone, like I, I wanted to finance it, right? And yeah. I needed to get their Apple credit card in order to do it. And I was kind of like, whatever, I need to get the phone, so I will do it. So I got the credit card, and then I used the buy now, pay later feature feature on their credit card. And I don't know, I think I had like 12 months where it was interest-free. And I know something similar, I was buying a washing machine at Best Buy, and I got the Best Buy credit card, and I had like... Two years without interest. So I think okay. sometimes there are options to do it without interest. Sure. But okay. not always. And that's certainly, I mean, if you can do it without interest, that's that's all more power to you. And you mentioned, you know, financing your phones. There are some things that, I don't know if it makes sense to finance your phone or not, but it kind of, everyone does it. And yeah. It kind of makes if you don't have any to, money, it does. Well, I mean, it's... <laughs> One, I, I think my this is an S twenty one plus or something like that. I think it was twelve hundred dollars or something along those lines. I mean, who's got twelve hundred dollars sitting around? Yeah, to buy I'm a not phone that. With? I'm not that rich. Wait, what is that phone? It's an S twenty one. Well, for some reason, I thought you said iPhone. Oh, good lord, no! <laughs> I was really shocked. No, under no circumstances would I buy an iPhone. But iPhones <laughs> are priced about the same, right? And I think a little less, but yeah, the, the you know the brand new one might be yeah, and. If if I had had to take $1,200 in there and buy this phone, you know, on the spot, I would not have walked out of there with this phone. But when they're like, hey, we could just, you know, add 30 bucks to your bill for the next 18 months or whatever. So I'm like, all right. We also tend to get it cheaper when you do that because it did come out to like 30 or 40 bucks addition to my bill each month, which didn't come out to $1,200 or whatever the the retail price of the phone was. And of course, they mark up the having sold phones before they mark up the retail cost because Good Lord, if you go in there and you buy cash for one of these phones, you're making that salesperson's day because they get like a 7% commission on phone sales or something like that at a lot of these places. At Radio Shack, way back in the day, we got 7% on phone sales. And I, I imagine if you're actually working at a phone store like at AT&T or Verizon or something like that, you're doing quite a bit better than 7% because there's less overhead and there's less middlemen. You know, you're working directly for the company that manu- or not 
the company that manufactures, but it's the company that leases those cell phones from the manufacturer. So I, I've never used any of these buy now, pay later sorts of things. You know, I, I, I've watched other people do them, and I tend to think of these things like the, the rent-a-centers where people go out and they... It's less common now that televisions are so cheap, but previously, I mean, like 10, 15 years ago, maybe this was a thing that was more common in the South than it is here in New Hampshire anyway. But if someone wanted a 60-inch television, they wouldn't just take $600 to Walmart and buy one. They would go to Rent-A-Center or one of so these other places. So it's like a rent-to-buy type yes. of thing? Okay, It's very much a rent-to-buy sort of thing. You pay them some sort of down payment, like two or three hundred dollars or whatever and then you pay them a hundred dollars a week or you know two hundred a month or whatever for the next eight nine months ten months whatever and you usually end up paying two to three times what you would actually have paid if you had just gone there and most i have yet to see anyone actually completely purchase one of these things from rent a center or errands or I, there's a there's one here in Keene. i can't remember the name of it but they're all the same sort of thing. Is it thing. Mr. G's? Is that what that is? I don't, oh, I don't think our so. Our producer says no. But I've yet to see anyone actually acquire one of these things at these at these rates and continue paying for it until the thing was actually theirs. And that's what their business model is based on, right? There were a lot of used car salesmen, car sales companies in the South as well that they would finance anyone a car. They didn't care. If you had $500 in deposit, hell yeah, they'd sell you a car because they know... They're just going to have to track you down in a few months, and then they'll get yeah, that just car repo back. It, yeah, and then they'll just get five hundred dollars from someone else who's paying a down payment. So they don't care that they're not trying to sell cars. They're trying to collect on down payments and lease you a car for a few weeks. Well, and with cell phones, also most people get a new phone so frequently, like they always want the newest iPhone, right? So they don't even finish paying off the first phone trade it in, get screwed over buying another... And the same thing with cars, right? Most people finance a car, have a car payment, paying for their car. Oh, I want a new car. And then, you know, they just roll it into their new car payment. So people get really stuck. Do those sort of people really exist? Oh, yeah. yeah, My mom, my sister. I know so many people like that who are like, finance a car. They always want the newest car, always want the newest iPhone, and they're just constantly in debt for the rest of their life and these companies love it apple loves that you're always in debt to them car companies love that you're always in debt to them same with banks and you know people having mortgages and things like that it's yeah because then you don't ever powerful yeah yeah then you don't ever actually own anything yeah you own nothing and you like it yeah these people never actually own their cars they just perpetually lease them I had heard about this sort of thing back when I was in high school. Uh, our assistant principal was constantly, every, like, every two or three years, he would lease a new car or whatever. And everyone in my family was like, oh, that, that's such a stupid way to buy a car. I was like, okay, yeah, sure. But you bought your car for $600 and it's missing a transmission. So I don't think you get to criticize people at this point. But they, they would all criticize him saying he's never going to pay it off. You know, as soon as, as, soon as two years later, he's going to get a new one and he's going to start over from the beginning. I was like... That's silly. There can't really be people out there mm-hmm. doing that. And uh-huh. I've always heard this about cell phones as well. I've heard rumors of these mythical people, right, who I have to have the latest and greatest iPhone. And I missed that entire fashion statement, right? Because to me, that's what Apple products are. They're fashion statements. Yeah. And they're really good fashion statements, but that's all they are. So, and I, I, I have to disagree, but it's not that I think that they're somehow virtuous. The reason that I just absolutely have to have an iPhone is because it just freaking doesn't work with all of my friends' phones. Like, they'll be like, 
will take pictures when I'm out or something. And they'll be like, all right, let me send it. Like before I got an iPhone, finally getting bullied and getting an iPhone. Uh, they'd be like, okay, let me just, uh, what's the word? Airdrop it. To- oh, yeah, I can't. Uh, and then I have to bother them for the next like week to send me the picture because they took it on my phone because their camera was better. And it just, they couldn't airdrop it to me. So it was such a hassle. They can FaceTime me and all their emojis didn't pop up on my phone. You know what? I will say I used to be a big Apple person. I still have an iPhone, but I'm kind of drifting away from Apple. When I had a MacBook and I was editing yoga videos, it was so much quicker and so much easier for me to airdrop it from my cell phone to my laptop. It would take me seconds. Now, what used to take me seconds takes me much longer trying to use a computer that's not as compatible with my phone. So I, I do get what Bonnie's saying. Those are fair criticisms. It does take some setup, right? Like, it, it, There's more coming up about Apple and their buy now pay later system. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in that 603-283-6160 it is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, talk about whatever is important to you. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight is Aria, Nikki, and Bonnie. And I want to show you about Bitcoin.com. That's where you need to go if you want to learn about cryptocurrency, which we're going to be talking about later, the Solana hack. They don't teach you about that at Bitcoin.com, though. Well, they can, they can teach you how to protect yourself from these possibility of these hacks, how to find reliable software and how to use reliable software. But what is cryptocurrency? How does it work? Why is it important? Why does it matter? And what's this Bitcoin thing that everyone's talking about? Bitcoin.com is where you need to go. Click getting started at the top of the page. Take just a few minutes out of your day. And learn as much as you want about this world-changing information because you can, you can spend hours there researching Bitcoin and the history of it, what it's for, the technicalities. It's a complex, deep, intricate subject. And if you already know about it, find out, stay up to date on all the news and headlines that are relevant to you at news.bitcoin.com. All on a sleek, easy-to-use modern website. That's news.bitcoin.com. We're talking about, we ended up in a conversation about Apple and the two of you have a point. Apple products work really, really well together. There's no disputing that. Like, if you have an iPhone and you have a MacBook and you have the, um, whatever the the external hard drive is that Mac that Apple uses, I, I can't remember what it's called right now. But um, we, when I did IT work, we had an attorney who all their entire office was Apple, and I didn't do any Apple stuff, and I still don't do any Apple stuff. But it didn't require me to do Apple stuff to administer. Their server, which wasn't running Apple, obviously, because all of their Apple stuff just automatically worked together. And that's the benefit that Apple has when they make all of these different things. And it's it's totally not worth it, though. For some people, it works very good. But the thing about Apple is they only have one of everything, you know, so you only have very few options for different computers. They only have iPhone. You know, you don't get to select and they only work with other Apple things. So I got to the point where I was like, this MacBook is really, really expensive and there are way better computers out there for way cheaper. And I'm just trapped with this MacBook. So it gets to the point where it's like, you might as well just phase out of Apple products if you're that kind of person, because it is super convenient, but you're not getting the most bang for your buck and you're not getting actual good quality tech. 
But there are ways of getting around all of those problems, right? Like my home network, if if I want to transfer a photograph to my desktop or whatever so I can edit it, it's going to take me about a half a second to do. And this is, you know, you can, you have all of these same devices with Windows and Linux. Uh, I have a combination of the devices at, at my house, obviously. I think most people do since most routers and stuff like that run on Linux. But your external hard drive, you have that just, you have one just like you have with Apple. You have a desktop just like you have with Apple. You have all these things that can work together and can communicate as seamlessly and flawlessly as Apple products do. They just don't do it out of the box. Yeah, you need to set it up. Yeah, and you have to spend some time set. Once you do, it can run flawlessly. But you've got to know how to set it up as well. And you don't have to go into com- Linux command lines. Usually, you don't have to go into Linux command lines, any of that nonsense, in order to make it happen. I know the Linux out there, the Linux purists out there are just irate <laughs> that all I have to do is click a few buttons to map a network drive on my Windows PC. And they're like, no, you have to spend at least six hours and 45 <laughs> days Googling this uh, problem so that you can find yeah. that you missed a comma way back here in your syntax. Only then can you really say you've mapped a network drive but look i don't want it to be difficult i want it to work yeah and you do get that with apple the the thing is with pc and you know the linux external drives and all this other stuff is i already know how to make those work so there's no there's no learning curve for me in order to do that if there was i'd be looking i might be looking at today going you know what maybe it would be worth it to just throw apple on everything i only ever used Apple computers in high school sometimes and in elementary school, like my first ever computer classes. And I have to say, like, I never have wanted a Mac because I just think that Windows is easier to use. But I have Linux on my laptop I have now, and it's also easier to use. I forget which um, one I have, but it's basic. It acts like it looks like Windows. It's probably uh, Linux Mint. That, that would be my guess. That's the most Windows like one that I've seen. I have Kubuntu and I actually, and it looks very similar to Windows, but I changed it because I'm so used to Apple. I'm like, I hate this. So I did all of this, I you know, coding and stuff to change it to look yeah. exactly like Mac. Wow. So when you look at my computer, you can't tell that it, it looks exactly like a Mac would minus, yeah. you know, if you look at the exterior of the computer, of course, it's, it's different. It's not Mac, but. But I'm very proud of it. It took me a long time to do that. (laughs) I definitely think Mac uh, desktops and everything look prettier. I I mean, that's because they're fashion statements, right? Mm. That's their goal is to look and be pretty so that, you know, when the hipster carries it into the Starbucks to order his pumpkin spice latte or whatever, (laughs) sit down and and write his novel or his screenplay in front of everyone. About anti-capitalism? Yeah. That, you know, everyone's looking, wow, that's a pretty looking MacBook. What I never understood was why MacBook and GarageBand, which is their their software yeah. for music, why that took over the in the music industry to the extent where people are like, oh, my God, you, you don't have a MacBook and, and GarageBand. How, how do you think you're going to make music? It's inferior software. And I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is true of Photoshop or any of the other. Well, they don't do Photoshop. That's Adobe. But any of the other stuff that um, MacBooks do that is very well, photo editing, video editing, all of that great stuff that they're supposed to be top of the line at. I don't know if they are or not, but I know when it comes to music stuff, not, give me give me like Windows and Pro Tools and or Cakewalk or something like that. And it's going to be better software than what you get with Macs. But I've never been a big fan of Macs. I, 
It's so weird to me. One of my friends does use iPhones, and like she'll hand me her phone, and she's like, hey, go, go whatever. And I'm just paralyzed looking at this thing, having no idea. Where, I feel like my grandmother sitting down in front of you know a, a brand new phone that she's never seen before. Like, what, what am I supposed to click on here? That's how I feel with Androids. I'll try to look something up on somebody's phone, and I'm like, where, where is it? What can you... Explain it to me again. What do I do? Like I'm 90 years old. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So we're we're trying to get into this article about uh, Apple's buy now, pay later thing. So so tell us what's going on with it. Yeah. So Apple is being accused of potential consumer data misuse with its buy now, pay later service. This article is from Forbes. Um. So. So they're not accused of, you know, ripping off customers or doing anything exploitative, which is, as, as Ian corrected us during the break, that's generally what these rent-a-center places do and the stuff like that. And these check cash, not check cashing, these uh, check advance places, they're very yeah. exploitative by nature. And that they, they sort of take advantage of people's lack of self-control. And I'm not saying that's immoral or well, anything that's like that. That's how they make that's, money. That's just what they do. And uh, But buy now, pay later generally is not that sort of thing. If you pay your payments on time, you often end up paying no interest. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so the real issue here is just the data misuse. They are taking people's data and doing whatever with it. They're going, oh, this person, you know, bought a bought a dress from Kohl's six weeks ago. Let's serve them more advertisements for dresses or and something like that, presumably. You know what? Nowadays, you can kind of expect that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But we'll we'll see what the article says. Um, so Apple's buy now, pay later service, Apple Pay Later, is being investigated by the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, the CFPB, the consumer finance regulator in the U.S. I don't think these people need to be protected. I think they need to learn a lesson and then change their behavior. They won't understand that we live in the plane of cause and effects until they actually have to reap the well, repercussions of their crappy effects. Know, it's hard because just because you're using a buy now, pay later service doesn't mean you should have your data stolen or or misused in whatever that means. So I bet they had a, a thing they could have read if they clicked on read the terms. Possibly. So the Do you s- read the terms though? No. Because <laughs> I know I don't. And, you know, yeah. I mean, when should. it's like a hundred pages long, yeah. you know, right. I, I have a, a nerd friend that will do that and then I'll just ask them about it, what they think about the terms and service. <laughs> like there are some circumstances, like when I was arrested a number of years ago where, where they were like, okay, this is what this document is and we just need to sign. I was like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm going to need to actually take the time to read this. I'm not just going to sign anything that you put in front yeah. of me there, officer. But if it's like a end user license agreement or something like that, I'm not even going to pretend that I've read any. I have no idea what I'm agreeing to. And I just sort of expect that there isn't anything in there about how they can make a human centipede out of me like in that South <laughs> yeah. Park episode. Well, my, there probably isn't, but I don't know that there isn't. I, I think that you can just know that dealing with these iPhone people that, you know, you're not actually dealing with people who care about your privacy. So, Yeah, one one could assume. Well, that's going to be true of all of them, though. I mean, the, the, your Android phone doesn't care about your privacy either. Uh, you could probably get some obscure model of Android that can't really do a whole lot that is privacy focused, but it, it's a matter of trade-offs. How much convenience are you willing to give up to have privacy? And at that point, why do you need privacy? You can't get anything accomplished anyway. Good point. 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you would like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And coming up, we're going to be talking about Kansas. Protecting the rights of Kansas. What what do they call people? I think Kansans, like Texans. uh, Yes, thank you. Kansans to have abortions. That's going to be coming up as well as kids drinking floor sealant. Or being, it's unclear. We haven't gotten to, Bonnie's had the article for several weeks now. We, we've been wanting to talk about it. These kids were served floor sealant instead of milk. I can't imagine. How does that happen? The article says they, the kids started to complain that their throats were burning. I oh can imagine. And, and that's not even the worst thing that's going to happen to them at public school. Probably not. <laughs> but we have John on the line calling from Louisiana. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, thank you, ma'am, for the opportunity to just uh, comment. Uh, I, too, had heard uh, uh, statements about, uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln's, uh, uh, you know, little secrets that he wasn't really uh, pro, uh, you know, freeing the slaves and so forth. But I came across uh, a, a information, uh, basically his second inaugural address, if anyone wants to just read through that, uh, his second inaugural address, I think he really poured out his uh, his true feelings if he kept them hidden. Uh, and uh, he did that in March 19, I mean 1865. And a few weeks later, he was assassinated because he he really gets down to some uh, crucial words about how that uh, uh, that the loss of the slaves, the blood that was shed, and so forth in their enslavement, it should be. Uh, there should be a reciprocation for it, and uh, I think if they were, if they were pausing, you know, uh, about assassinating him when he made those comments, I think they that pushed him over the edge as far as people that really were pro-slavery. But uh, when I came across that uh, second inaugural address of Lincoln, uh, it, it just uh, kind of it gave me pause uh, because right. I, you know, hey, so I'm you're t- no, I, I was just you know. 
I don't know, prodding you along, I suppose. Um, so your your contention is that Abraham Lincoln's true take on there's a lot sounds of sounds windy. Yeah, there's a lot of wind back there. Uh, but your contention is that Abraham Lincoln's true position on uh, you know slavery and the Civil War and all of this other stuff was really reflected in his second inaugural address rather than any of the other stuff. Is that right? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think it's kind of like he had a lot of people that, you know, were <laughs> even in the, in the union that weren't, you know, didn't, weren't in love with uh, uh, black people. But, uh, he, you know, as he, as he kind of points out in that address that uh, everybody just wanted it to be over with, you know. But uh, when he went on to say that uh, every drop of blood should be basically uh, uh, paid for, and all of the the monies that were made from their labor that was unrequi or un uh, you know unpaid, uh, that too should be uh, uh, dealt with. But uh, yeah, I think he made some comments there that uh, well, just I think I think that that would be cool and nice to think that maybe he had changed his mind later on in life and and maybe he did want those things and he wasn't just saying that like many politicians just say things but i don't think it really makes much of a difference if you know after the war uh civil war and all the horrible things he did he just said a few words and his entire career that he had before being president he's still he's a politician before he's a president um and the t- whole time he was a president saying racist things and not uh, freeing the slaves as soon as he possibly could uh, just doesn't really make him seem any better to me. I just really don't that you haven't changed my mind about him at all. Anyone can say anything after they've used their entire career to do nothing but evil. And he killed 600,000 people. So I really don't think he's uh, suddenly all of a sudden, you know, moral in any way well i'm willing to allow people you know regret and for them to have changed their minds and to express regret and do what they can to undo the damage that they caused i think it was uh dwight d eisenhower whoever was president at the end of world war ii or whatever who helped create the military industrial complex went on to give an address at the end of his presidency as like hey look um we didn't mean to do it but we created this massive military industrial complex now that is out of control. And you, know, you need to be aware of that this thing exists. Eisenhower, right? I think it was Eisenhower. Oh, I, don't, I think so, too. I don't remember exactly which president it was, but whichever one was responsible for the creation of the military industrial complex did own up to it and did express regret about it. And I'm willing to say, you know what? You know, that there's redemption. I'm not willing to say that someone can do something that is so evil that redemption is just impossible for them. I don't think I'm not saying that I don't think people can change. I just don't think that we need to talk about Abraham Lincoln like he was some kind of uh, great savior like the people do today or that he's any different than Xi Jinping. If Jinping two weeks before he died said, you know what, I'm sorry for all the stuff I did to the Uyghurs. You know, that's wrong. I should probably pay them. Then he got assassinated. I'd still think he was a piece of crap that's probably burning in hell. Well, I do have Lincoln's second inaugural address here. So, to my surprise, it's very short. Uh, that this was apparently in the era before a politician would spend an hour and a half, you know, bloviating endlessly about you know the recession and tax rates and what, all the the things they're going to do on day one. 
and it and thank you so much for the call tonight here john i i did end up cutting you off there because john for those who weren't aware is a truck driver so there was a the wind i imagine that we heard was you know the window being down and all that stuff yeah and uh, awesome takes john thank you so much fellow countrymen at this second appearing to take the oath of the presidential office there is less occasion for an extended address than there was at the first then a statement somewhat in detail of a course to be pursued seemed fitting and proper. Now, at the expiration of four years, during which public declaration, declarations have been constantly called forth on every point and phase of the great contest, which still absorbs the attention and engrosses the energies of the nation, little that is now, little that is new could be presented. So what he's saying there, because it was very verbose and, you know, a lot of people may have an easier time reading it than they do hearing it, is that, you know, I've given a lot of speeches over the last four years. I'm done with that. That's pretty, basically <laughs> that's pretty much what he was saying. The progress of our and he was like, there's a war going on. Stuff's happening. I'm sick of talking about it. The progress of our arms upon which all else chiefly depends is as well known to the public as to myself. And it is, I trust, reasonably satisfactory, encouraging to all the progress of our arms. I assume he means the progress of the war. Yeah. With high hope for the future, no prediction in regard to it is ventured. On the occasion corresponding to this four years ago, all thoughts were anxiously directed to an impending civil war. All dreaded it. All sought to avert it. While the inaugural address was being delivered from this place, devoted altogether to saving the Union without war. Let's go over that again. The inaugural address was being delivered from the White House altogether to saving the union was what it was devoted to without war insurgent agents were in the city seeking to destroy it without war seeking to dissolve the union and divide effects by negotiation listen i didn't want to do a war but you guys made me because you tried to leave so i had to kill all of you he's guys. not even saying he wanted to do it without a war he, i mean he's saying he preferred to do it without a war but what he's saying is uh, again it backs up exactly what we said which is his goal was to preserve the Union, and he did not care what he had to do in order to, to do that. The only reason war came about was because the side that didn't want to preserve the Union was willing to go to war, and so he had to meet them. Both parties deprecated war, but one of them would, would make war rather than let the nation survive, and the other would accept war rather than let it perish. So that was all he was about. Saving the union, saving the nation. The other party wanted war, and he was willing to accept the war rather than let the union die. I'm sure the other party would have rather just had, you know, no war and be allowed to separate. Well, history is written by the victors, and the union won the war. It, it seems, in hindsight, it was probably unwise for them to fire at Fort Sumter. If indeed they actually did, I wasn't there. I don't know. False flag. Uh, it, it looks like there is more about this, but I don't know if we want to get into it. I'm going to go over to, during the break to see. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. It is. 
is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160. If you would like to weigh in, again, that's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And we're talking about Apple. Before we were talking about Abraham Lincoln, well, we talked about Abraham Lincoln earlier because we pointed out that, you know, he was a vicious tyrant. He was... He basically did to the American people the same thing that the Chinese government is doing in China, that Zelensky, the, he's very, very, Abraham Lincoln and Zelensky, the guy in Ukraine, are very, very similar. There's probably the strongest parallels between those two, but that's a weak uh, that's a weak metaphor in modern society because Americans love Zelensky. They don't care. That, you know, he dissolved the opposition political party. They, they don't care that he dissolved independent news media and said, set up a ministry of truth. They, they don't care that he's a dictator. They, they don't care that he's got literal Nazis in his army. He's, he's, fighting Ukra- he's fighting for the freedom and democracy of Ukraine. It's completely insane. So he's a terrible example. I mean, he's every bit as evil as Abraham Lincoln was. But if we're sitting there like... If you were to go on Facebook and say, you know, it occurs to me how much Abraham Lincoln or no, how much Zelensky is like Abraham Lincoln. People are like, yeah, yeah. I know they're so inspirational. So great, great histories that will be remembered throughout the eons. It's like, no, 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 no. You, you don't understand. <laughs> they were evil. That's why I chose to compare him to Xi Jinping. Certainly, that that is the leader in China. The what? Well, not leader. See, they they got me using their terminology, and I don't like that. That's the ruler in China. These people aren't leaders. A leader is someone you want to follow because they inspire you, or be for whatever reason. You know, you, maybe you just think like their haircut or whatever. I don't care what your reasons are. That's what a leader is. It's someone that you choose. Yeah, it's to voluntary. Follow. A ruler is someone who says, "Obey me, or be punished." And this is one of the this is a common thread in human history that that's what rulers always say. That's what the God of the Bible told people. That's what all of these religions use. And that's what the current dominant religion on the globe today, the state uses in order to, you know, perpetuate its ideas is obey or be punished. There's no just a leader would offer you a reason that you should obey. It's like, yeah, follow me and you'll become wealthy like like. Like Jesus Christ, when he was recruiting people, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He said to, I think, um, Peter. And, no, it, wasn't, it wasn't Peter. Do you remember which two he said that to? It was the brothers. It was yeah, James and John, maybe. Maybe. It, it doesn't matter. But he said that to someone, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He gave them a reason because that's what leaders do. They say, hey, follow me and I will help you understand things better. I'll show you a new way yeah, of living. Not now. follow me or else. And yes. like, it's so annoying when parents, I remember happening to me as a kid all the time when a parent, when you'd be like, but why? Just because you wanted to know why something was good or bad or whatever. And they'd be like, because I said so. Yeah, it's like squashing the natural curiosity to like, learn that children have. If a little kid says, why can't I touch the stove? You should say, because you'll get burned. That's the person who's leading a kid instead of just being like, because I said so, because they're frustrated but but most parents are, you know, shouldn't be parents. Why is a fair question, right? And if I can't answer someone's why, then that's that's something that I should have to face, yeah. right? If a little kid's like, well, if I say, no, don't do this, or I don't know, no, don't go outside, and they're like, why? Well, I guess the reason why is because I don't want to have to go out there and keep an eye on you. Yeah, and most of the time when 
parents or rulers are fighting the why question, it's because the only reason why is because they want control or because、mm. they want something to be easy or simple. It's, it's usually a selfish reason. And that is why they're so opposed to answering the question why. Because if they really had to face that, they would have to face that maybe what they're doing is unethical. And in public school, I faced, or I had this all the time with my teachers. I never was trying to, you know, get, get a rise out of them. I really thought of teachers when I was like a, in middle school as like all knowing. And they must know everything about the subject they're teaching. And I remember so many times in a biology class, there was just this one specific time that stuck out to me because I was so annoyed by her, where we were learning like something with the word Gattaca. You know how like this letter goes to this letter. I just wanted, I was like, the re- explain to her, the reason I'm not, just not getting this is because I don't know what the heck this is. You're just, you want me to just memorize that, but I, I really need to know what the heck this thing is. These cells that are connecting or whatever you're talking about. Obviously, I don't know what I'm talking about because that biology class t-、uh, teacher was awful. And she got so mad at me and was just like, you don't need to know all of the processes that got us to here. You just need to memorize that G goes to A, goes to T, whatever. She's really mad because she, she doesn't, doesn't know, know the answer. That occurred to me later. Yeah. Like, so annoying. I had the same is- issue in、uh, math in high school, though. I mean, despite ending up majoring in physics for- briefly in college, you know, falling in love with mathematics in high school, I hated it. And it, the, what, the, the one thing I remember most is the definition that we were given for a circle and a radius, where a, a radius was, no, a circle was all of the points a given distance from a center. And the definition of radius was. A given, dis- the given distance. And I'm looking at them like, that is the it's, worst, it's not enough, <laughs> dumbest definition of a circle I've、yeah. ever heard. But years, and you know, everyone said the same thing. This, I think that was in geometry.、Uh, this teacher had heard that every single year and he was like, that's, that's the definition we're going with. Go with it. Never bothered to explain it or anything like that. It wasn't until years later when I was taking calculus in college when I stopped, I was like, That's, that's the most elegant, perfect definition of a circle I've ever heard in my life. There's no better way anyone could possibly have defined a circle than that definition right there. But there were dots there that I wasn't connecting between that definition and the mathematics of the universe that you just don't learn、yeah. in school. And it was the same sort of thing with you know, the GAT. G A T, whatever the other letters is. You were doing DNA RNA mapping, is what it sounds like you were doing. Or something along those lines where you know, G turns into a C and T turns into an A, or whatever that nonsense was that I never understood. And the, the reason I don't understand it now is because I had no, there was no context for it. I was like, these are the rules. And we saw the same thing in、exactly. chemistry. There's no, there's no context. Like, I'm looking at these little circles, and we're supposed to write in our little journals to remember that they do a thing, but I don't know what the hell. Animal, what part of the animal we're talking about, how people figured this out. I wanted to know all that first. Yeah, the big picture. And, and that's a common issue that I have with typical schooling curriculum, not just public school, but a lot of private schools will use curriculum that's similar, where you're just looking at these, t- you're just following the curriculum, and teachers are just like, nope, we just have to follow this curriculum. But with like the unschooling model and with a lot of homeschooling models, it's learning through living. So,、yeah. you, you look at the big picture more so before you zoom in to little subcategories of different topics. So, before we start learning about genetic mapping, let's learn about you know, the big picture of it so kids can actually 
understand what it is that they're learning instead of just memorizing random things just to get an A on the test. That doesn't help them. Chemistry is a really good example of that, too, because you know, before you get into covalent bonds and ions and all of that stuff, it's like all you do in chemistry, and this is high school level and college level, all we ever did was balance equations without yeah. any context. We're like, okay, you just have to change these numbers until they're balanced the numbers on the right, and it's it's useless. There's no context to it. There's no application for the real world, and it's meaningless to people. It's just useless, trivial knowledge that's crammed into people's minds. It's Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, where you can share your thoughts and opinions. 603-283-6160, if you would like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And let's get back into the story about the Apple buy now, pay later thing that we have been dancing all around without actually getting into the actual text of the article. Apple is in trouble for misusing consumer data evidently and it hasn't really specified what that means but i would speculate it's probably you know selling your information to advertisers and stuff like that that's generally what it means when these companies do this sort of thing and i realize how awful it sounds but the only one who can protect your privacy first of all is you if you're using you know a visa card or your banking app or whatever they're going to know generally what's your purchase, what sort of shops you're purchasing, you're shopping at. Like they may not know that you like pumpkin spice lattes, but they know how much you're spending at Starbucks. Yeah. So they know to serve you a, a Starbucks ad or a Dunkin' Donuts ad. The only one who can protect you from all of that is you. But worst case scenario, from what I've seen of these, they're completely useless. You're not going to get served an advertisement for something until you've already decided you want it and you go out of your way to purchase it. And at that point, I've already purchased it, so you can stop bombarding me with ads for it because I don't need it anymore because I already bought it. Exactly. And that's what targeted advertising has become on the internet. I understand the ideas behind it and how effective it could work. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Aria bought the... The one I remember the most was when I bought a, some, I bought a keyboard of, off of Musician's Friend like two years ago or something like that. I don't remember how long ago it was. And for like the next week or two, I was just served ads for, uh, this is a music keyboard, by the way. I was just served ads for keyboards everywhere, from like on Facebook, through Amazon. Everyone wanted to sell me a keyboard. I'm like, a keyboard? I don't need, I just Three. bought one, right? <laughs> well, consumerism says that you at least need two. Well, and that would work for guitars, right? But see, that's that's where the targeted advertising fails. You would expect them to be like, hey, look, um, we know that Aria likes buying keyboards. Maybe she'd also like a bass guitar. Let's let's try selling her one of those and see, or a violin or something and see how that goes. But they don't do that. They're too stupid. And if you buy a... I, I bought a sound bar or something like that. I don't remember... And no, I looked up surround cell systems because I like surround cell systems. And the ones I found on Amazon were like $4,000 for a 7.1. And I was like, I'm not doing that. So I ended up building a composite one. I built one myself. But still after that, for weeks afterward, I was served ads for surround cell. I don't know how these advertisers could learn that I was interested in a surround cell system until I searched for one. But that's what targeted advertising has got to figure out. 
Otherwise, they're just they're just serving me ads for crap that I've already bought or that I've already looked yeah, for. It works better with things like clothes and food. It but does work good with clothes. There's there's certain things that it's like I only need to buy that once. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Like arm the animals, I found about from an ad on Facebook, and now I love their clothing. What is that? Sto- oh, <laughs> yeah, it's a clothing brand with like basically cats holding guns and stuff like that. That's yeah, a cool it's great. Name. It's pretty great. Yeah. And I love it. And another thing they do really well is like goth clothing and stuff like that. They're really good at serving me that. These things, that, as you point out, you're going to buy more than one of. So it makes sense in those contexts. And I suspect that's what Apple is doing, selling with their buy now, pay later consumer violations or whatever. We haven't gotten into the article. So what exactly is going on here? What is Apple doing? Or what are they accused of doing? So Rohit Chopra, who is the director of the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau of the United States, says that Apple's pay later raised a host of issues, including antitrust and data privacy concerns. So um, the top U.S. consumer finance regulator has warned that big tech's entry into the buy now, pay later lending business risks undermining competition and raises questions about the use of consumer data. Among the issues the agencies would consider was whether it was actually to reduce competition and innovation in the market, Chopra said at an interview. So what they're talking about there would be like, if you're using an Apple phone, it comes pre-installed with, you know, Apple's version of buy now, pay later. So no one's going into the iTunes store to look for Klarna, I think, was the other one you mentioned? Yeah, that's the only one I can think of the name for. So Chopra also said that big tech's entry into the lending business raises questions regarding how companies use consumer data, including browsing history um, and health data, which is pretty ironic just because Apple always talks about privacy And the CEO, Tim Cook, was just pushing for privacy legislation as soon as possible after a visit to Congress. So it's just assuming that Apple's always talking about privacy, but they're constant. I mean, we had another article on the show a couple weeks ago about some sort of breach in privacy that Mm was um, some some way connected to apple so apple likes talking about privacy and they like making a show of caring about privacy but But when push comes to shove especially when it comes to government you have no privacy when it comes to apple with um the siri thing that you can talk to i used to use siri all the time until chris wade really explained to me why lots of um privacy stuff is important and um to turn it off i was like okay i'm gonna go turn it off there's like so many steps you have to go through and the very last thing you could possibly do there's nothing else you can ask it no other way for you to ask it to to, uh, not listen to you the last thing you can ask it to do you say that you're it said i don't remember the language but you're basically asking it not to listen to you anymore and it says we have accepted we have received your request that's it and basically that's what it is it's always constantly spying on you and i don't know if you guys have ever been in a situation where you're just sitting somewhere minding your own business and somebody next to you has an iPhone and all of a sudden Siri just turns on. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it, but I mean, I don't have any of that crap on my phones. Yeah. For exactly that reason. I understand that, you know, in order for the phone to hear me say, hey, Google or hello, Siri or whatever it is people are saying to wake up their phones and, you know, get that voice functionality, that device has to 
has to always be listening for you to say those things. And all of that stuff is being sent to Amazon and Google and Apple to be processed so that it can figure out what you're saying. And I don't know what it's doing with all of those, that massive log of text that or communications that it has of, you know, people speaking to my phone or someone else's phone or whatever, but... It's not good. It used to do this thing where I, when I had Siri on my phone, um, where I would just be having a normal conversation with somebody and then later I'd take my phone out of my pocket and it transcribed the entire thing onto my phone as if I was asking Siri a question. And it's, it just says like, I'm not sure what you're, you're asking, but it had like the conversation word for word on there and I never yeah, said, hey Siri. So that's unfortunate because transcribing a conversation like that could actually be like a useful feature. I wouldn't want Siri to do it, but if it's you had bad. some sort of some sort of software I could install that would transcribe the entire show here and would do a reasonably good job of that, you know, okay. that would be convenient. Okay, let's talk about this. But you know. normally they don't work that well. No, they they really don't. It's just like those voicemail things you get from Google. I don't know if you have that, but Ian has it, and it's always so silly. Like, there's no way they said that. Voicemails <laughs> from Google. Um, it'll be like a transcribe, yeah, thing of the voicemail. If you don't want to listen, it. Oh, a visual that? voicemail. I have something oh, like yeah. that through Sprint slash T-Mobile, whatever they're calling themselves now. And yeah, it's it it's helpful so I can get an idea of the, the gist of what the call yeah. is about. Or I can know who's calling or whatever. If it's Walgreens calling about a prescription that's ready versus, you know, someone who's calling me because they need help because their car is broken down. Uh, I like having that context where I can just quickly look and not have to listen to the voicemail because I generally... Don't listen to my voicemails. And when when I do, it's because there's a backlog of like 40 or 50 of them that That's I've been I ignoring. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't want to deal with voicemails. Look, if you call me and I don't answer and you need to leave me a message, just just send me a text message like a normal human being. Yeah. So I can deal with it when it's convenient. And if it's urgent, start your text with urgent or something like that. There are ways to solve these problems that aren't leaving me a three-minute voicemail pestilence for me to listen to. <laughs> 603-283-6160 if you want to weigh in. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in, that's 603-283-6160. And with you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And I want to say thank you to Brant Freeman, who is tonight's amplifier. This means that Brant is a member of the AMPS program. You can find it at amps.freetalklive.com. It stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. If you value the show, if you like Free Talk Live, you want to help us get on more radio stations to reach a larger audience and all that great stuff, check out the AMPS program. That's amps.freetalklive.com. It only takes five bucks per month that gets you in. And it does come with a number of cool little perks, like there's an AMP-only chat room on the Matrix server. There's an AMP-only Facebook group. There's even an AMP-only version of the podcast. But really, the reason you should join is because you value the ideas of liberty and you want to help us reach a larger audience Thank you so much, Brant, for your contributions. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Now, I've got this story here that I've been wanting to get into for uh, quite a while now. It's just been sitting here. Millions, 
Malware has hit millions of Android users, according to Tom's Guide. Delete these apps right now. There's a new report of auto-starting Android malware infecting millions of devices, and we have a list of more apps you'll want to delete, according to Tom's Guide. And we're not going to go, to go over the full list. You, you'll get a, a gist of the idea. You can find it at... I mean, just look up malware hits 10 million Android users and find the Tom's Guide link, and you'll find the full list of you know apps. Maybe it'll answer this question, but... Is it only apps that were downloaded from Google Play and not like the same apps downloaded through an APK? It does suggest that they were downloaded through the Google Play Store. Uh, Now, in my experience, I've never had any issue downloading APKs from places that weren't the Google Play Store. You know, supposedly if they haven't been checked out, so they could be malware or whatever. I've never run into that, I guess, to my knowledge, at least. Another batch of malicious apps filled with adware and malware has managed to slip past Google's defenses and end up on the Play Store in order to trick unsuspecting users into downloading them. These 36 malicious apps pose as image editing tools, virtual keyboards, system optimizers, wallpaper changers, and other useful tools. A system optimizer, look, no, just no. None of that PC doctor crap. None of that Android doctor crap. If you're downloading something called a system optimizer, it's a virus. Uninstall. I mean, just don't download it. The, the system optimizer crap, it's been going on for such a long time. This was the bane of my existence when I did IT work because everyone always had the same stupid question. Can you make my computer faster? What do you mean? Can we make it? Yes, you can always make your computer faster. That's a stupid question. The question is, how much are you willing to pay and how much of this is your fault? (laughs) And usually the answer is almost all of it's their fault. You you find out they've been down going to, you know, totally not questionable porn dot com and clicking (laughs) to install uh, add-ons and toolbars from there and stuff like that. I hated Internet Explorer so much. Dude, I'm having flashbacks over here when I think about opening up people's Internet Explorer and just finding like 14 toolbars. People out there listening <laughs> don't even know what I'm talking about. What the hell is a toolbar, right? Now, these were things like now if you open Google Chrome, you can just type there into the into the one field. You can do a Google search. You can go to the website. You can do all sorts of nifty stuff directly from that one little box. It wasn't like that back in the day. If you wanted to search from your browser, you had to install the Google add-on oh, or yeah. the Google toolbar. And then you had a separate toolbar right there below the main one where you could do your Google search. And trying to step people through, okay, no, I need you to click that box and not this other box where you want them to search or something. This is a complete nightmare. And these people, they would... It's IT's people's fault, right? Because when we're stepping through people th- through things remotely, we always say the same thing. Just click next. Just click next until it stops asking you questions. Because we know what it's asking you. You know, when, when you go to install this anti-spyware, the software for us to remotely take control of your computer, we know what those questions are. And we know, because we've already installed it. We know but you're it, setting a bad example yes. for them. <laughs> when we're like, just click next. We don't care what any of that says. Just and click there's next. There's like a... Add toolbar check that they didn't uncheck or something. Those are very, they were very common for a very long time, especially with these system optimizers and stuff like that. And 
um, browser, not browsers, um, anti-malware like McAfee had their own toolbar. Norton had their own toolbar. So you would sit down at someone's computer to make it faster because their their email is slow because that's what they would tell you. My email is slow. What the hell do you mean your email is slow? So you you sit down to figure out, first of all, what the hell is the customer trying to communicate to me? And then you open, you go, well, which browser do you use? And it goes, there, that's my email. And they point to Internet Explorer. And you're like, okay. And this, <laughs> this isn't even an old person we're talking about, right? This isn't my grandmother. This is just some idiot who never learned how to use a computer. And now they're just installing, you know, questionable toolbar so you open up their email which is actually internet explorer and it's immediately just here's 14 toolbars that take them there's a little like if you use your phone to look up a i, I looked up a cherry cobbler recipe earlier and the the total amount of text that was dedicated to the actual recipe was like a four by four centimeters by four centimeters so it was a tiny amount the rest of it was ads and toolbar not toolbars but ads social media bars Subscribe, subscribe here into your email address a and all of this other starts crap. Playing. Yes, a video starts part. playing. That was what you would get. And this was just what they understood the internet to be. <laughs> and I don't know how the hell I got into any of that except for system optimizers and having flashbacks because that was when system optimizers really came out. I was doing that Internet Explorer toolbar era because everyone's computer was going slowly because everyone installed all sorts of stupid nonsense well, that they didn't need. if you download this malware, it'll make your computer faster. It was so much that, right? But Spoiler it, alert, it didn't. Is that what... Was McAfee basically malware? Because I always thought that it was a stupid, useless thing that would always pop up on my parents' computers. McAfee antivirus? Uh, it was good for like the first few years. I mean, I, I hate all antivirus because I did IT and people have this mentality that if they have an antivirus, then they're safe and they can do whatever they want. It, it's the equivalent of thinking that if you're wearing protection during sex, you can do whatever you want. Or, the, you know, well, I was wearing a glove. I don't know why, you know... It, the lawnmower chopped my hand off. I, I was wearing a glove, just like you said. And that's what antivirus is for people. The, that's the first question I always ask. Well, how did I get a virus? I had Norton 360. Okay, I understand you had bloatware installed on your computer. You still, you, individual user, you installed this virus. It didn't install itself, right? That's what they always want to have you believe that it's just... I don't know where it came from. Really? You really don't know how you got this virus? I'm willing to give it to you that you probably don't truly comprehend what series of bad decisions you made that led you to get this virus. But I've never seen a virus install itself. I've seen some hacking and I've seen people install ransomware and stuff like that remotely. But that's due to different vulnerabilities that other people made. And that's generally what these people do. They install this toolbar that promises it's a system optimizer. It's going to make their computer fast again. But of course it doesn't. It just bloats their computer in a different direction. And then it says, oh, you know, we cleaned up your computer. Now it's 7.6% faster. We can make it 19% faster if you pay us $49.99. And then they do. And then their credit card information gets stolen. And then they call people like me and they go, my computer's so slow and I just got stolen robbed by this person in Bangladesh and I don't know what to do. System optimizers, that word should be banned from the internet so you don't get another 10-minute rant from old <laughs> IT people who have to deal with that nonsense. So anyway, while these imaging edi image editing tools, virtual keyboards, virtual keyboards is another one I don't really understand. I don't like the built-in keyboards, 
but that's because a long, long ago, I fell in love with the swipe keyboard, the, the paid version that's customizable and lets me adjust the size to what I like and all of this. And I hate in, swipe. T- but It like, invented the swiping technology. When I've you go never from heard one, of this. Ian does it so fast. So I understand why he likes it when if he's already used to it and stuff, but my brain does not work like that. I, I type way faster than him. Even though oh, you're just swiping. talking about like yeah, swiping, swiping your finger to to make words. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about a specific kind of. I am. Okay. It was called the swipe keyboard. S W Y P E. They invented that technology. And that was the whole point of it was to be able to swipe. Yes. Okay. It, it was. They were the ones who came up with it. It was like, hey, okay. look at this new swiping technology, and it was great. But then all of these other keyboards started doing the same thing. And I don't, for whatever reason, the swipe keyboard wasn't able to make money, and they went out of business. You can still find it, and this is. What I was talking about earlier with these these shady APKs that you get from other app stores, every phone I've ever had, I've looked for and installed an old version of Swipe, the APK from one of these alternative locations because it's the keyboard that I know and use the most. Did you get Ian into that? No. I don't think so. I mean, maybe he saw me doing it one day. I was like, that's really neat. I got to check that out, but I don't think so. 603-283-6160. When we get back, we're going to talk about some of these apps that you should uninstall. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you'd like to do that. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And we're talking about millions of Android devices that have been infected with malware here. And I'm looking at some of these devices and I'm just like, you know what? It kind of makes sense. I can see it. They mentioned um, keyboards being one of the types of apps that people, you know, install or are looking for and they end up with malware. While these apps promise to add new functionality to your Android smartphone, they actually push intrusive ads Subscribe users to premium services. Wow. And steal social media accounts instead, according to Bleeping oh. Computer. Bleak, Bleeping Computer is a fantastic website. Um, I, I used to use them back in the day for all of the... That's where you, if you get a virus or you're, you want to be on the cutting edge of virus and antivirus and dealing with them, Bleeping Computer is the way to go. So I'm just wondering how it, so it's saying that it was subscribing people for like premium memberships without their consent? Well, yes, but it sounds you, that way because well, your Because credit, people have, sorry, their credit cards on their phones. That's, I've never uh, used Apple Pay. Like, okay, so I'm like, well, how do you do that? Because you would have to put in your information in your card number, but ah, people but, already have it saved. Yeah. Yes, Google Pay or Google Play, rather. I think oh. Google Pay does it. Yeah, well, yes. Okay, so Google Play is the app store that... Saves your credit card number, so all of those nifty 99-cent purchases for those 200 more gems, it's just a click of a button, right? If you had to put in your credit card information every time, these these uh, freemium apps would make a lot less money. Yeah. But they made it convenient. You know, it's just 99 cents, and all you got to do is tap this button, and it's 99 cents, 99 cents. And, Especially for little kids having their parents' phones. Like, yes. They can just do it. 
And there's also Google Pay, which is a payments processor sort of thing, similar to like Apple Pay and Amazon Pay and all of these others, where presumably if you go to a gas station or whatever, you can just scan a QR code and it will, you have your credit card information already entered into Google Pay and it will take it directly from you. Presumably, or so we're told, that's somehow more convenient than just swiping your card I, I don't I don't understand that technology. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's someone like if you have your phone on you all the time, but you don't have your wallet on you all the time, that might make sense. The one that's I a good know. point. The I one mean, time I've seen it actually be useful was for like college kids, because uh, we are here in Keene, which is a college town. When when I worked at a a place in you know a, a little while ago, they would come in and they would use Apple Pay or Android Pay or I mean Google Pay. And they would use their credit, their mom's credit cards yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because you can do like the family thing where you can right. share your card with other people, which where, is also a terrible idea. Don't do that. It is. But <laughs> otherwise, their mom has to get, you know, a second copy of their card and have to yeah. trust that it doesn't get lost and all of that. And I, I guess my parents weren't that. Uh, my parents made me pay for my own pizza in college. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know how these kids do it. I sort of envy them, right? Because... But they they managed to do it. Every single day I would watch kids go into this gas station. They would just buy yeah. all the alcohol and it was on their mom and daddy's Must credit card. Must be nice card to have rich they, parents. Yeah, I don't know. These malicious apps were discovered by security researchers from the antivirus software maker Dr. Webb. See, see, that's the problem. Dr. Webb is anti, it's legitimate antivirus software. If you told me... <laughs> it sounds like a super villain. <laughs> it, it does. And if you told me to go to... You know, www.drweb.com and install their antivirus software. I would tell you no, because that's clearly a virus. <laughs> no one who's making antivirus software is going to call it Dr. Freaking Web. I've, I've always just gotten a new phone when my phone started getting all slow. It seemed to happen to me all the time when I had uh, galaxies. Like, suddenly my phone would just be so slow. Like, literally the last phone I had was a galaxy before I got an iPhone. And one of the reasons I just uh, wanted to switch to iPhone was because it would be so laggy and slow that, um, and I think it's just because I didn't delete pictures or whatever, that I would try to accept something on Postmates and it wasn't registering my freaking touch before it times out when you're getting offered. Oh, that's offer. annoying. As I understand it, I mean, it's just sort of commonly believed among younger people that engin- the phones in particular are engineered to become obsolete yeah. after 18 months to two years. I that's mean- what I always thought, because that's uh, it'd always be like two years, my phone just... The camera quality went down, and... I've heard of people saying that before too, like, or they'll say the new iPhone will come out, and then they can tell that their phone is slower. I've never noticed that, but I've heard a lot of people say things like that. It can be a gradual thing as well. I recently uh, replaced my projector because it, it had a large number of dead pixels. I mean, it, I, I got tens of thousands of hours of life out of this thing, well beyond its shelf life. But it, it did have a lot of dead pixels to the extent where it became you know, legitimately distracting anytime you wanted to watch something. And I didn't realize until I put in the new pro- um, projector and hooked it up how badly the picture had gotten on the old old projector everything was blurry and hard to tell you couldn't read text and it was it happened so gradually over the two years or whatever that i had it that i didn't notice until you know i had this new one i was like oh crap look what i've been dealing with 
So I could understand why when a new phone comes out, suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah, my phone is slow, isn't it? But that's a very different thing from a phone being designed to more or less start to degrade itself. And I imagine, I suspect it would be illegal for these companies to do that. But with all of the benchmarking tricks and secrets that they use, like that they a lot of phones in particular, the Samsung phones got in trouble for this recently for benchmark software is software that tells you how fast your phone is. Basically they were allowing cheats to be used. They were white flagging particular benchmark software apps to let them perform better than it would actually perform. If you were playing a game that was that demanding of it, like it was like, Oh yes, we're getting 60 frames per second. Everything's running beautifully. You're not getting hot. And it was because that phone knew that that was benchmarking software, so it unlocked everything. But when you were trying to play a game, you weren't going to actually get that level of performance. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, they got in trouble for that one. And yeah. there there are all sorts of little things like that where like, well, no, you you use a lot of your CPU, so it's degraded over time. And maybe there is a little bit of shady programming going on. I don't know. But it certainly does happen. Uh, I, in my experience, I've never had a phone last more than two or three years before I really felt like it needed to be upgraded. I'm not the type of person who has to have the latest and greatest phone. It's just, it's time for a replacement. Although Google has removed most of these bad apps from the Play Store, most of them, you will still need to uninstall them manually if you have any of them on your Android devices. I would suggest, I mean, the, if, you've got, if you've taken back your social media accounts and your premium services, just reformat your phone. It's really not that intrusive, in my experience, to reformat one's phone. It's easier to do that than it is to reformat my PC, for example. I don't have to back up nearly as much because Google, for better or worse, does automatically back up most of my stuff for me. Most of my photos, my text messages, all of that stuff, it is backed up. Or I have a backup of it already that you know I can't use. Like with Signal is particularly what I'm thinking about. I can't use it, but if I wanted to reformat my phone, in theory, I could just wipe it, install Signal, restore my backups, and be good to go. It's a total half half an hour, maybe an hour at the most. So it's a number of different photo editors. And this is fascinating to me because I'm terrible. If you want me to do more than like scribble on a photo or or uh, you know crop it with a phone, I can't do it. Uh, <laughs> Like Bonnie, you one one time you sent me a video that you had you had screen recorded. Yeah, you had screen recorded part of this video and you sent it to me. And I made a joke about it not having audio because I thought that Mark had done it. But <laughs> honestly, if I had if I was in, I wouldn't know how to screen record my phone like that. I've never even looked really? into it. I well, iPhones just have it in with being an iPhone so that's one thing I really wanted when I didn't have an iPhone was I think you'd have to download an app on a oh, that's weird. Android or something to get that feature but I, whenever I saw somebody screen recorded like their text messages of them scrolling down or something I was like oh, I need to get an iPhone because of that real quick you gave me laser eyes for my social media profiles did you do that with your phone? I did it with a website then I don't remember which one there's more coming up 603-283-6160 it is Free Talk Live It is 
is Free Talk Live. You're about to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160 if you'd like to do that. Again, the number 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And next year, coming up, Fork Fest is going back to its roots. Moving back to the beginning of the Porcupine Freedom Festival and I, I'm thrilled about this. It, I, it feels kind of like a pirate victory, though, because like I said last year that we needed to do this and everyone disagreed with me. And oh, look, it turned out I was correct. Not that I'm saying I was correct, but told you so. Yeah, <laughs> but it is a great time. And I, I'm thrilled to see it moving back like this year. I. So many people were messaging me like the Thursday before. They're like, hey, I'm going up. When, you, when, when are we going to see you? And I'm like, dude, I'm going up su- Sunday. What are you talking about? Well, why, why are you going up? But the, the, the pre-party of the Porcupine Freedom Festival continued on. And that when you add that plus the Porcupine Freedom Festival plus Fork Fest, it wasn't just two weeks. Like Because for whatever reason, people would rather go up there early. That That seems to be... Yeah, the common thread because it seems like Porkfest is a big party, and like you don't want to be like I'm. You still mean Porcupine here. Freedom Festival? Yeah, it's like I'm still here doing Porkfest instead of oh, we already did Porkfest before. I mean, I didn't really have an opinion last year because I had never been, but it just seems obvious to me it should be before Fork should be before Pork because nobody wants to do another week of something when it, all the well, it, energy just boiled down. It didn't. It didn't boil down the first time we had it behind. Fork Fest for the flippening, the first year that it occurred after the Porcupine Freedom Festival was, hands down, the biggest year for Fork Fest. We had a live band there. There was the fireworks show. The energy there was phenomenal. There was a huge crowd. We didn't know how many people were there because they were locals or, you know, or whatever. We, we had no idea, but it, everyone had a great time and the vibe was phenomenal. Even Mark was there for this, right? <laughs> That's how you know. Right. Because Mark hates Rogers Camp. He loves Rogers Camp. Don't get me wrong. But from what I can tell, he hates being there. I, I don't know. He hates being in New Hampshire. That's Aww. a good one. Well, I don't even know if that was it because he was, he was willing to be in New Hampshire like this last this past uh, Fork Fest, but he didn't want to be at Fork Fest. But anyway, you're not just taking into account the Porcupine Freedom Festival and then Fork Fest, which is. Two full weeks of Rogers Campground, which is great. I love Rogers Campground, don't get me wrong. But what what I've decided is that it's the two weeks plus two weekends that's just too much. Whereas if you have Fork Fest beforehand, then it's a weekend, a week, and a weekend. Again, it's, it's a week sandwiched between two weekends and it's I'm manageable. I'm not understanding how that's different. What do you mean? It feels the same to me. What either way, either way, it's two weeks. No, if you have it beforehand, it's not two weeks. It's just the weekend before. It's like three days before, plus the Porcupine Freedom oh, Festival. Oh, I get what you're saying now. But having it during the week, it's a, it's a huge difference. Because yep. Monday, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays, those are slow, miserable days. I mean, th- those are the days when people want to do their laundry and they just want to relax or whatever. And that's usually how the how Fork Fest ends up happening. On day one is people relaxing and you know doing their laundry because they've been there for a week or whatever but it wasn't just those two weeks because people did go up early and then it's two weeks plus the week end before so it's 
it's not 14 days at that point. It's 18 days or 19 days. It's like, no, what? We're talking about spending almost a month at this place at this point. It's no wonder that participation, yeah. you know, fell off a cliff. So, so it's a great time and we're moving it back to the beginning. Well, unofficially, because there is no one in charge of it. I'm going to be promoting Fork Fest as the pre-party again. And I'm looking forward to it because one weekend, then, you know, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, just sort of chill and get your bearings. And, you know, it's ramping up into his thing. The ramp up this year was absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal as well, right? Normally, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are kind of slow days. This year, Tuesday was basically at peak capacity at Rogers Campground. So check out the unofficial website at forkfest.party. It's going to be a great time, and you're more than welcome. There is no ticket cost. The Libertarians are going crazy swapping Rogers Campground. I was stunned to realize this. On August the 1st, that was when Rogers Campground began taking reservations. Yep. For the Porcupine Freedom Festival and for Fork Fest. That's why we were waiting to advertise it until you know people could actually book. Mm-hmm. We had our site booked, but that's because we're Free Talk Live and we work directly with Crosby in order to bring people there and do this sort of thing. So, obviously. But we didn't want to tell people about it until people... But what I was, I woke up that day and people were like, I can't get through to Rogers Campground. Oh They're my just gosh, because there are probably hundreds of people calling them. Yeah, like, guys, can can you guys chill out? It's August the 1st. I mean, we actually, because we're having our wedding next year at Porkfest, so we sent an undercover agent to Rogers to go in person to book our campsites because we called... I I know who you are. Yeah, exactly. A a local. (laughs) Undercover? uh, A North North Country local. But um, just because we were going to, you know, they we were waiting for them to call us back, and I'm like, I don't have time for this. The, all the good sites are going to be booked. So, sure. but uh, I know people, so it was fine. So I would recommend <laughs> not, but I mean, they're also really cool at Rogers County. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, like, like we wanted site 30 this upcoming year and they're like, no, Kirby's Q is going to have site 30 because everyone knows, you know, when, that that's Kirby's Q site. And on, I disagree because I kind of respect that, though, that they're like, no, nope, you it, know, I don't respect it because it's inaccurate. Uh, two, okay, well, two years ago, that was the Free Talk Live site. That's where Free Talk Live was. Ian and I were there. Jazzy was there right underneath that tree. That's where the site was. The next year, Kirby's Q was there. And then the next year, there, which was this past year, just a few weeks ago. It was only the second year of Kirby's Q there? They were only there one year. Oh. It, was, oh, it was Free Talk okay. Live there one year. Then it was Kirby's Q. And then it was just some other random people because Kirby's Q wasn't there this year. Yeah. So, so it was just some random people camping out there. They're like, well, this is Kirby's Q spot. I was like, but, but it's not. They've had it one out of the last three years. We've had it one out of the last three years. and But it's not worth fighting but, with them about. And I love them. Yeah. So like, yeah, fine. Well, and I guess my point was like, if you've been going to Porkfest for 15 years, you always get the same site, you're vending. I respect them catering to those people because they're OG pork fest goers and they've been serving the community for 10 plus years. Yeah. I respect the seniority of that. Absolutely. I, I agree. The alternative was uh, someone floated the idea. Well, you know, let's how about Wormtown, uh, which is this they, they sell tapestries and gyms and cool rocks. And uh, it's a hippie shop. Right. And. But that's where they've always been. Every year, I think that I've attended Fork Fest going on, you know, seven years coming up this next year. Wormtown has always been in that spot. 
I would feel so guilty if we took that spot from them. Yeah. Man, it's like, that's their spot. That's where I know to find them. And I love those guys. They're awesome. And I didn't intend for this to take up the entire segment, but ForkFest is a great time. And I'm looking forward to it. Come hang out with us. One way or the other, I mean, it's either going to be irrelevant to me or Ian and I will be there putting on the show. So ForkFest.party if you want to find out more about it. There is more coming up here. We're going to talk about these kids who drank floor sealant because their school served it to them. Somehow thinking that was milk. Absolutely disgusting, these poor kids. We're going to talk about that and more. 603-283-6160. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, where you're invited to take control of the airwaves and talk about whatever is important to you. 603-283-6160, if you would like to weigh in. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Aria. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And it's been a while since we got suspended from YouTube, I think. I think we're suspended from Facebook right now. That's because I'm... Suspended from Facebook, though, which happens fairly often because Free Talk Live stream. Facebook is stupid and they won't let us just stream through Free Talk Live. It has to be Aria streaming through Free Talk Live. It's so stupid. We're constantly having to deal with this sort of nonsense, constantly getting suspended from these platforms. I think it's like been over a month then for you. Oh, yeah. It was a 60-day suspension. I mean... I'm up to 60 days at this point, doing pretty good, I think. Eventually, they're just going to delete my profile, I think. And I mean, you can't delete it yourself, but they do threaten you. You know, if you keep violating, we're going to delete your profile. All right, well, let's get that show on the road there, (laughs) Facebook. I mean, how many times do I have to, you know, say things that you don't like before you actually do something about it? But we are on Odyssey. You can find our channel there at video.freetalklive.com. That will take you directly to our channel. And there we don't have to worry about being censored. We don't have to worry about any of this nonsense. Like we did the topless She Talk Live episodes from uh, the Amduzia studio at one point, And they were phenomenally successful. And Twitch wouldn't have allowed that. DLive would not have allowed that. YouTube well, wouldn't have allowed it. The only thing with Odyssey is that they wouldn't allow boobs to be the thumbnail. And that's understandable, right? Because some people are there at at work and they don't want to, you know. I'm still a I, little I, I offended. Well, at least but, it wasn't library, right? Just Odyssey. Like, because on library, well, you can library, just be. we can do whatever we want. Yeah, you can yeah. see things I probably shouldn't say on the radio. <laughs> Probably not. On on library. That's video.freetalklive.com. That takes you directly to our channel. But let's go to the phones. We have been on the line from, if I can figure out which button to push. We have been on the line from Massachusetts. Ben, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yep. Go ahead. Hey. um, So, yeah, a couple things. Uh, Bonnie has mentioned in the past that she is available to give dating advice. And I'm kind of curious to see, you know, what she has to say about that. But I also... Well, she is for a a little while longer, at least. Well, what kind of... Like, do you have a specific question? I think I'm pretty good at it. Yeah, totally. I appreciate that. Well, I I wanted to say, um, a couple weeks ago, you all were on the air together, and uh, you were talking about dating apps, and you made some comment about 
how men can hide their height if they're short. And then Nikki said something like, that's how they get you. And that definitely hurt because I'm a 37-year-old short man. So that that was painful. Uh, so I I just want to say I apologize for that. I was just making a joke. I have nothing against short guys. I've dated short guys in the past. And so I just want that to be on the record that I was just making a joke. Yeah, no, I, I understand that completely. I don't, I don't hold it against you at all. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't mean to, you know, make a big deal out of it, but I don't know. I'm just no, I think it's a fair I'm, criticism. I mean, your height is height is something that people can't control. Like you can gain weight, you can lose weight, you can exercise, you can do all of these things to, you can yeah. dye your hair, you can put on makeup, but you can't change your height. I've just learned to yeah. not, you know, take things to heart that are other people's preferences. Like I used to think that like there's this argument online, mostly just online because people in real life don't care this much about this crap. But there's an argument online that you're racist if you have a preference for uh, like races in dating. And I just think you're lame if you have a preference for races because it just seems like you have no idea that there are so many different looks of people even within one race you you're just an idiot not you caller yeah. just a person so to and clarify a, you don't think it's racist you think it's just silly it's just silly it's like people who don't get out enough see um, i use the yeah. definition of racist of you know distinguishing on the basis of race and i realize that you know that that's the new definition the old definition is a position of superiority and inferiority or whatever i don't view it that way i think that you know differentiating people on this basis is racism and it doesn't necessarily have to be good or bad. If you're making that sort of discriminatory assessment, then it's racist. And because of that, I would say that not all racism is inherently bad, I guess. Oh, I'm going to really hate that. I just said that. (laughs) But like, if you were to say something like, well, I love hanging out with black people because they're fun to hang out with. They're lively and energetic and they're really friendly or whatever. To me, I would say that's a racist statement. It's a positive statement. Okay, I, yeah, I see where you're going here. it would still be a racist one. Like it, it's discriminatory, definitely, and it's definitely making a blanket statement that shouldn't be made that's not negative. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, I totally appreciate that. And, you know, of course, everything these days is loaded. Like anything that a person says could be, you know, uh, assumed to be to be racist or sexist. I mean, of course, our our language is, is very much um, uh, under scrutiny all the time. But, um, yeah, I guess I'm just wondering, like, I've had a lot of loss in my life, a lot of trauma. Um, you know, you, you've said a couple of times, Bonnie, you're available for, you know, for dating advice. Like, what does a 37-year-old short man do right now to look for, for a, a good woman uh, to be with? I, I would not um, just write off online dating if you don't feel like you're meeting people in real life. I know lots of people who have met people that they end up marrying from online I mean, are even, you saying he should try online dating? I, yes, I just, yes. Okay. Don't write it off. Like I know so many people who are like, I'm, you know, well, too is this old. actual online dating? Because I've tried some of these online dating apps, and they're hookup apps. Well, even yeah, Tinder. So, but I like, know there's like plenty of fish, and like there's no, other. No, you can meet like, people that you want to meet a, meet a date on Tinder. You just put it in your bio, like I'm looking for something serious. If somebody just wants yep. to have sex, you just don't talk to that person. Move on. 
I mean, like, I know a lot, yeah. like, more than three people who've gotten married that met on Tinder. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen that a bunch, too. Um, yeah, I don't know. But, you know, it's it's um, it's one of those things. It's just, I don't have, like, a, a complex about it. I really don't. But it's one of those things, you know, that does stay with you throughout life. Like, the fact that, you know, if you're a tall man, you have a huge advantage, a huge advantage uh, when it comes to... Everything with women. Yeah, well, everything pretty much. I mean, tall men make more money. They get more women. Like, it's, it's yeah. So it's kind of know. so stupid, curious. too, because being tall isn't like typically it's not actually a good it's not like a useful characteristic like there's i mean like certain things like maybe like having more money or being funny or having a good personality like those things i can get like yeah that makes a person attractive but height it's just like i know it's like a stereotypical things like so many girls are like i will only date a guy over six foot tall but to me it's like does that really matter it's just such a i don't even recall making this statement like i don't recall saying that i the person I dated before Ian was like six foot six, and I've also dated. I, a guy I believe who's like, he said that Nikki made the joke. Oh well, either way, no. I, I just wouldn't take it personally. Like uh, there are people who will only date a certain race. There are people who only date certain hair color, and you yeah, just they're just not for you. That helps you. Like that'll you know you know if somebody says I don't want to date a short guy, that's way less work you have to do than to actually date them and find out they're a crappy person or something like if they had just I, 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 I don't think it's a crappy person to, no I'm not to, saying to a say, crappy you know, person I don't want to date short, short I think it's okay to have preferences that's what I'm saying right? like, and we, we currently live in the society where I mean it, it kind of isn't considered okay to have preferences you are considered racist if you if you prefer to date white people or if you prefer to date women or if you prefer to date trans people or whatever you are considered homophobic or transphobic or straight phobic or racist or whatever and is, can we step back and just admit that hey it's okay that you like brunettes i just meant it, it you don't have to get to know that person and find out they're not for you if they immediately are just obviously not for you like if all they put it in their is, profile that they don't like short people like you mean yeah it, it's a, it's a, that's one of the things I like about online dating. It, it can be a time saver. What are your thoughts? 603-283-6160. There's more coming up. It is Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. With you tonight, it's been Aria, it's Bonnie, and Nikki. And did you know we have our own social media server? You can find it at social.freetalklive.com. You're not beholden to your tech overlords like Twitter and Facebook and YouTube. We were just talking about they love censoring us. So we said, screw you. We'll make our own social media platform. That's not to say that we're not still on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and all of these other, because we are. There, if we have the reach, I mean, and we do, there's no reason not to use it, just to burn it to the ground and, you know, ignore the 60, 80,000 followers we have on Twitter or whatever. That would be silly. But if you want to actually communicate with the hosts of the show and the you know whoever's sitting at the FTL account on Mastodon, you're going to want to do that on our social media server. That's social.freetalklive.com. And there you can share your thoughts and opinions no matter what they are. 
we're constantly, not constantly, but fairly often we're hit with reports from other Mastodon servers about some of our users saying things that they don't approve of. I One of our users was called a, a Christian a Christian fascist or something. The Christian slash fascist was what they called this person. And I looked and it was like that there was nothing that they posted that was even remotely fascist. This people is a, think a libertarian means bigot. That's what that's how people have been using fascist is like to yeah. replace the word bigot. It doesn't make any sense at all. Well, it seems strange to me, certainly, that they would lump Christian and fascist in the same category. I'm generally no fan of Christians or and the way that the Christian mythology and the teachings of Christ were corrupted and co-opted by the state and state's interests. However, Christianity is pretty far removed from fascism. The, the, Jesus was the dude who used whips to chase the moneylenders out of the temple and who's talked about the ideas of love and forgiveness. Those are not things that fascists are very big on. He also said, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and if people all did that... He did, but it's it's unclear no, what no. he meant. I'm saying if, he, if people all did that, just started using a different currency because that's Caesar's crap. Well, see, that depends Anarchism. on your that depends on yeah, your interpretation. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Caesar's crap. Would be what a lot of Christians say because it belonged to God. No, and his implication was, you know, give to Caesar what is Caesar's, but it's not Caesar's; it's God's. That that is the more modern interpretation mm-hmm. that I've heard that people like Jet put on it, and you know, that was the interpretation I first heard from uh, Will Coley of Muslims from Liberty, and I'm like, you know, that that sort of makes sense. But I, I don't think that's actually what he meant, but who knows? I think Jesus is Satoshi Nakamoto. He already came back, and he gave us cryptocurrency because he tried to get them to do it back then. But let's keep going with the phones. We have Jamie on the line from Alabama. Jamie, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, I heard that uh, Starbucks is sending money out to abortion clinics. Oh, I didn't hear that. I heard on some other radio station. They've Are these been like- doing that. Like when I was a little kid, my parents were always like, we don't shop at Starbucks because they give money to abortion clinics. That's I think they've just always done that. It's like part of their. Not surprised. It does sound plausible. I mean, a lot of these large corporations, they do stuff like like Chick-fil-A. They give to homophobic groups. And that's why I don't go to Chick-fil-A. If you don't want to fund abortion clinics, I would I would certainly suggest, you know, not going to Starbucks. Right. Exactly. And I also heard that certain televisions, you know, the one that uses uh, Wi-Fi to watch stuff on. Like a smart TV? There's like a camera, a little built-in camera on the TVs that people can see and get your password and all this and that and your information and stuff. I don't know about recently, but there certainly was uh, one of these smart televisions a number of years ago was in trouble for doing something. I want to say it was a Samsung television, but I don't I don't remember. I remember that, too, but not which one. Yeah, my television doesn't need a camera. And if my television had a camera, I would get a new television that did not have a camera. Well, nowadays, everything's smart. There was like the smart refrigerators that have a camera. And, you know, I know Aria talked about a smart water filter that you had it's not smart but it's bluetooth capable and it's just unnecessary it's completely unnecessary Uh, this whole you have that i i get yours probably has that as well because i'm pretty sure we have the same water filter or a water purifier what would be the point i don't get it 
it, to spy it, on you. It tells you how much, uh, when it's time to replace your filter. Is for people who can't flip it on and look to see whether the light is green, <laughs> yellow, or red, I guess. I I don't know what the point of it is. I, that was the first direction when I bought this water purifier. It wasn't how to connect the stupid thing to my faucet or anything like that. The very first right. direction was, go install this Bluetooth app. And I went, no, <laughs> I want wow. to install the water filter. Jamie, thank you so much for the call tonight. You, I, I don't know about you know smart televisions monitoring people or something. I, I'm in the in the middle with my television. It's not a smart television, but it's not a dumb television either. Um, you know, it's not. It has apps essentially. Yeah. It has the Netflix app, the YouTube app, and all of this other stuff. But it doesn't do any of the thinking. It just goes where I tell it to go. So I don't know if that qualifies as a smart television like a smart fridge will let you know how much orange juice you have left or when oh it's time God. to oh, replace I hate that. your orange that's juice that's so creepy Heck no yeah no i think the most egregious that i've heard is uh those little vacuums that go on the floor by oh, themselves oh yeah the roombas like those are pretty cool but they put a mapping feature yep. to where it, it oh it just maps out your house it has its own a map of your house in its head. Yeah, nobody uh, needs to know what the layout of my house is. Well, I, I kind of get it for the Roomba because it's trying to efficiently vacuum your floor. So it kind of does make sense. to the cloud. Like if it's it was still just, creepy, yeah. Just something that, you know, couldn't get out of it would be one thing. Well, never mind that the cameras, right? Aren't the cameras on them reporting to Amazon and they're the, like constantly recording what's going Roombas on? Roombas are? I'm pretty sure, right? Oh, I haven't I heard that. I mean, if I don't the, like if they're that. mapping your house and they're sending it to Amazon, we know they have cameras because that's, well, they probably own the cloud thing that it's on. Who Amazon? Oh, yeah. I was, well, yeah, absolutely. Amazon's one of the largest cloud servers in the world. Yeah. I was assuming it was mapping it from the movement of the Roomba moving around your house. Well, I'm sure they're doing that too, but they also do have cameras that are you know looking around and seeing See? everything, and I'm I'm sure. That, you know, they're sending that. I don't know that, but why wouldn't they send that data back to Amazon the same way they do everything else? This is why I just sweep my floor the old fashioned way. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want any of this nonsense, right? I have a printer that it just prints and that's all it does. I don't need Imagine that. Yeah. I don't need it to be a a four in one scanner slash fax machine slash copier slash printer. No, I just need it to, to print. I have a dedicated scanner that all it does is scan things. The all-in-one that we have here at the studio, I'm amazed that it, it just works. It's one of the few printers I've ever seen that you you want to print something, just click print. And miraculously, it will work. Usually, you have to get one of these old, dedicated, all-it-does-is-print types of things. So this whole Internet of Things, I hate it. And I I don't think the world is prepared for it. They think they are. They think they want it. But the vulnerability, cars. Yeah, the vulnerabilities yeah. it's going to create... We're talking about people who are getting viruses from downloading, you know, photo imaging software. Can you imagine when you can't open your fridge because it, it got a virus and now you have to send .003 Bitcoin to this ransomware before oh you can, gosh. you know, give your hungry baby their formula letter? We laugh. That crap's coming. Yeah. It's going to happen. You will be driving, riding in your little self-driving car one day and it's going to come over the radio. Hey, by the way, you just got ransomware. Pay us a half a Bitcoin or we're going to fling your car into a tree with you in it. Natural selection. Yeah. Sorry, that was mean. But all of these things are coming, sadly. But we also have Sarah calling from New Mexico. Sarah, you get to end out tonight's show. What's on your mind? 
Yes. Um, so they figured out the eight missing women, like 15 years ago. Is this going to be a depressing story, Sarah? I don't know, but it. I think they're figuring out they're probably murdered and buried like the 13 other women that they bug, dug up. So murdered pit. women, you're not sure if that's depressing. So we're talking about 21. Mur- Thank you for the call tonight, Sarah. I don't want to end the show talking about, you know, murder. It's just like it's not... I never find murder stories, like, unless it just happened to be, like, news. It's like, people get killed, and what are we going to do about it? Or what are we going to do about that somebody already got killed? It's just people hear that on the news, get really upset, and then they want to go get everyone else upset, and it's like, I just don't find it news. I mean, people get murdered, and it can be newsworthy, but it's not particularly something I want I don't know where Sarah was going to go with it because I, I don't want to see her having a conversation about 21 uh, dead women whose bodies were uncovered in the New Mexican desert. Like, Sarah, come on. Yeah. This is what you, you... That's why we live in New Hampshire where stuff like that doesn't happen. Yeah, Sarah, you don't have a job. You, you don't do any drugs. You don't drink or any of that stuff. This is what you do. You sit around your house thinking about 21 murdered women. Come on now. Do better. We're out of time for tonight, though. You can continue on the conversation with us on our social media server. Again, that's social.freetalklive.com if you want to carry on the discussion. It's just, you know, don't talk to me about a bunch of murdered women. It's depressing. I, I want to be happy thoughts. It's happy thoughts. It's Free Talk Live. <laughs> 